there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. I know at some point my family's going to walk in the house. Yeah. But I just don't want to leave Dot. No, we don't want to leave Dottie all alone. No. It'll be fine. She can come in and out as she pleases. Yeah. She'll be. She's laying there like a the biggest girl, just garden mama. So. Sweetest baby. Yeah. Sweet little depressed dog. It's okay. Bless her. Bless her. We'll get through it. We'll get through these hard times, my Dot. <clears throat> Poor baby. Do you, you want me to go first, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to start with a disclaimer. Got you. That says, um, I was real tired yesterday after that trail run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe didn't have the full capacity that I should have dedicated into editing this thing. And why don't you tell us about why you were so tired after that trail run, Shan? Because Um, I signed up and paid for a 5K, mm -hmm. and I got all of my money's worth doing five miles instead because I got lost. (laughs) (laughs) Just can't. But I think think the win here... uh Uh-huh. Is that um, I did not fall even one time. I'm so proud of you for that. Which I, almost never happens when I'm I outdoors. I really just pictured you rolling an ankle, breaking a tailbone. Yes. You know. All of those things. Yep. And um, I learned a lot. So I, t- I took my very first trail run 5K as um, a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... 2022 is the year of the learning experiences? I mean, it wasn't going to be for me, but I guess it is now for me. Right. Um, But I took it as a learning experience. Okay. Because... Because... Uh, I found out that in trail racing... The trail race organizers, okay, like a day before or a few days before the race, will send you an emergency contact phone number. And apparently you're supposed to put that like in your phone contacts. Correct. Okay. If you get lost or hurt or anything else and need emergency assistance, you can call them. But you failed to do that. I did not do that. And you got lost in, where was it again? It was just at Lake Stanley Draper. Okay. Which Travis calls uh, Lake Murder. Uh, um, it's 100% Lake Murder. <laughs> I, I did not know I that. agree with Travis. I have not been out there in uh, years. I've never been there. Never in life. Had been there until yesterday. We, I took Kaylee... When she was a tiny baby with an old coworker 
horseback riding at Stanley Draper. Okay. Long time ago. And, I mean, Kaylee was little. Kaylee's not little anymore. So that's how long. But it was murder. It was the murder lake back then. Well, as we know, every lake in Oklahoma has the potential to be a murder lake. Um, Yeah. Right? Yes, it does. (laughs) As long as we keep putting boat ramps on dead-end roads. Yes. We have the potential for just bodies. Bodies. Everywhere. All and all the... Plus our red dirt water. Yeah. There's... And let's be 100% clear. Like, I would be, if this was a trail run that was happening, like, in the Wichita Mountains or, God forbid, an actual place with mountains, mm-hmm. um, I probably would have been, like, more, well, first of all, I would have had way more anxiety. Uh, true. Going in. Right. Secondly, when I realized I was on the wrong trail, when my watch told me that I had met my goal (laughs) of 5K (laughs) and I was nowhere near the end, I was like, oh. Where were the other runners? Well, okay, you know this about me. I'm not fast. And I like to live at the back of the pack Uh anyway, Mm -hmm. just so I don't, um, you know. Just so I don't slow fast people down. Right? Right. So I was at the back of the pack, and they launched people like there was a 20K group, there was a 15K group, there was a 10K group, and then there was a 5K group. The 5K group was by far the smallest. Hi, Dottie. It's okay. And there weren't that many of us to start with. So I kept seeing people like lapping through the trails which i assumed were like 20k people because they were going real fast for the love. um like the chick we saw running when we were hiking yes okay yes that's okay. what i'm saying like okay. there are people that like do this yeah in real time and not just me that was like oh we'll see what happens hopefully i don't die um but like i said if it would have been like an actual mountain location or somewhere you know, that yes. didn't have cell phone service, I probably would have been a little bit more anxious. But I knew at any given time I could just find someone probably. Right. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, but I'm glad you didn't get lost completely. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't have to find your remains a week later <sighs> or somebody taking their dog out to walk found your or don't they have biking trails through there? Well, yeah, we were on ATV trails, too. Oh, Lord. They, like, shut down the ATV trails and made it a running trail, which was fun for my ankles. Um, Yeah. It's fine. But it was fun. All around fun. I'm glad you had fun. Uh, I did way more than my anticipated goal, so uh, I'm going to call it a win. Um, That is a win. And now I know that there are emergency phone numbers that you need to put into your contacts. Yes. Because it's not a road race. That's awesome. Proud of you. Yeah. Sorry you got lost. Super proud you tried something new in the year 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 2022 is the year of new. No, it's not. No. I'm still doing the same shit I've been doing for decades oh, yep. at this point. I mean, <clears throat> same. Maybe finding what we fail at is the year of 2022. Oh, I, fi- I feel like I find that weekly. I mean, I, I found that every year of my life thus far, <laughs> so... Let's fail at something new this year, Shaq. Every year I fail at something new. Hmm. Let's fail at something new. 
to be great. Okay, so anyway, okay, sorry. I was super tired from that 5K turned into five miler. Right. Um, so I was like, I finished Ozark, which... <laughs> Still will not watch that sh- show, but... Uh, I, that's fine. There's more for the rest of us. Yep. Um, and then I started uh, writing and editing my information together for this week, and... I'm going to go ahead and say it's not my best work. It's okay. It's fine. We're going to have an open discussion. Yes. About uh, forgotten women. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to provide you some scant details that I have been able to um, fine tooth comb out of some old newspapers. Nice. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I'm doing my little research project on... Uh, women murdered in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yep. Unsolved homicides. Right. In Oklahoma specifically. And <clears throat> I will tell you what I've found by talking to some different agencies is really disturbing. Um, and the reason I'm saying that, so I'll give you an example. I'm currently sort of um, looking into a case from the late 1980s in a relatively large jurisdiction in Oklahoma. Okay. Um, It's not OKC. It's not Tulsa. It's not Lawton. Uh, But it's a relatively large jurisdiction in Oklahoma. And I found out about this case because it's on my... Uh, FBI list of unsolved homicides from uh, 1989 Mm -hmm. and actually found a newspaper article about it shortly after it happened and describing this murder. It's absolutely horrific. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, but it was the murder of a young black mother. Okay. This woman had three kids. And at the time of the the murder, there was a news story done on it, and it gave some pretty graphic details. So I knew kind of what it was about, right? Right. So I reach out to the agency, to the local PD, and say, hey, um, can you just confirm if this was ever solved? Like, what was the outcome? I cannot find anything about this on the interwebs. Um, What's the status of this case? About four and a half weeks later, I get a response Mm -hmm. after calling and emailing multiple times, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And the officer that reached back out to me says, "Um, we don't have a file on this. All we have is the death notification. And I was like, but this happened in your jurisdiction, and it's an actual homicide, right? What? Okay, what's the difference? What's a death notification? Right. So the death notification essentially is like one or two pages. Okay. And it's the initial report saying uh, so-and-so's neighbor called in. Um, that she found this person deceased at this time at this address 
police were dispatched, the coroner was dispatched, and that's it. That. Uh huh. Usually, it's like one or two pages. That's it. So, um, that's interesting. Yeah. So I have a lot of follow-up questions, but all of them sound really aggressive and accusatory. So I'm, like, giving myself a hot minute to gather my thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the process of trying to talk to this lady's family to see what their feelings were at the time. Right. um, And stuff like that. But uh, essentially, they never put a file together on it. So did they ever even talk to anyone? Did they, you know what I mean? Yeah. What? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> what exactly, more than likely, the family wanted answers. I so where, where, what happened to any, I why mean, is there not a file? Yeah. Like, that's what I don't understand. If there was a family involved that wanted to know what happened to their sister, their daughter, whatever, there should be something on record, right, of... Absolutely. Okay. Also, too, if you found a deceased woman, there's a file, other than the death notice, if it looks suspicious in any sort of way, right? And this is the most suspicious that you can possibly get. This isn't like, well, it's questionable, you know, maybe... Sh- I'm just giving an example. There is no question that this was a homicide. I ordered the medical examiner's file. There was no minced words that this was a homicide. Like, they ruled it a homicide um, back in 89. They did an autopsy on her. Like, the medical examiner didn't drop the ball on this thing. Um, So, we're going to discuss today Mm -hmm. a few cases. Sorry that are like this, that are like, I mean, maybe there was a news story. But what you're going to find in these cases, overwhelmingly, is economically disadvantaged women. Okay. In some sort of way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, You are going to find (laughs) a lot of police at the time acting put out that they have to do something with these cases. Like they're just not high on the priority list and stuff like that. So a human life lost wasn't high or high on their priority list or so it seemed. Right. Okay. And I think that's like my, um, I'm not going to say like, it's my, passion in life because I think that sounds really hokey or whatever but um women of color uh economically disadvantaged women Mm -hmm. um sex workers all all of that these women to a certain extent have already been thrown away right by society right in some sort of way yeah um when they're living and breathing, they're discounted by people. And then when they die, they're heavily discounted by police and the powers that be. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, until it becomes a thing 
and a news story and someone is pressuring these agencies to yeah to do what yes. they can do and we have to be understanding that not every crime gets solved right right we know that right not every murder will get solved and not every murder has willing witnesses that will talk to police true okay okay so we'll just keep that tucked in the back of our head but in this episode specifically we are going to talk about women in lawton in the late 70s and early 80s um We've talked previously about the potential of there being a lot in serial killer in the late 90s to the early 2000s, right? Oh, yep. Um, if you ask me, I think there were a multitude of, I think there were serial rapists in mm-hmm. Lawton. Yep. I think there were probably multiple murderers that had very similar MO or multiple serial killers right. that have happened in London. I'm just putting that out there right now. Yeah. I could be totally wrong. Um, so let's start on June 14th of 1977. Okay. Okay. It's a Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. A male friend goes to a woman's apartment about 6.30 a.m. He walks into her apartment and finds her nude body strangled by an electrical cord. Okay. Electrical cord is still around her neck. Okay? Okay. She is identified as 24-year-old Betty Ann Reed, and she goes by Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe Reed. So during the autopsy, it is determined that she had been sexually active at some time in the hours prior to her death, but they couldn't determine if she was sexually assaulted at the time of her death. Okay? Okay. But cause of death is determined to be strangulation with the electrical cord. Right. Okay? What we do know is that her murderer gained entry to her home via her bedroom window. Okay? Yep. So, it's a June night in 77, not... In Oklahoma. Yeah. It's going to be a warm one. It's going to be hot. Yeah. And at that point, I don't think anybody really had central heat and air. No. And yeah, you always left your windows open on... Yeah. Summer nights. Yeah. So, you know, she may have been sleeping with the window open to keep it cool. Someone may have just tried the window and it opened or... Whatever. We don't really know. Um, But what we do know, what's made explicitly clear in the two news articles that are written about her in the couple of days after her death, is that she's a dancer at a local, local bar. Okay? So I take that to mean she's probably a topless dancer or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yep. Um, and that is what the news articles focus on. Both of them is that this 24 year old girl is making a living as a dancer in a bar. Right. Okay. Because God forbid. (laughs) God forbid you make a living. Yeah. Um, 
So there's not ever been any resolution to her death at all. And the two news articles about her death that literally followed the day after her death is the only thing that was ever reported about it. Ever. Okay. Okay. Yep. She had family and friends. Her mom lived in Wichita Falls, Texas. Like, they were very aware that she had family and friends. Um, At one point, her family, her mom, put a thing in the Lawton newspaper Mm -hmm. that said, the family of uh, Bobby Joe Reed would like to thank you for your outpouring of kindness. But literally nothing else is ever done with this. Nothing. 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 So was there a stand? I'm just going to be totally accusatory. <laughs> Ooh. I just. High risk. She was in a high risk um, job. You know, and that's. Is that, what, is that the right term I'm uh-huh, using? That's the, the fun, the fun, fun term that they like to throw around is like you're in a high risk profession. And so uh, the expectation is at some point, at some point you're going to be raped and murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this time, so. Let me tell you how I found this information. First of all, I found Bobby Jo Reed because she is a um, unsolved murder line in a spreadsheet that right. comes from the FBI database. Okay. Yes. Um, that doesn't mean her case was turned over to the FBI. It simply means that the Lawton Police Department reported their data to the FBI. That's it. Can I just point out when you... When you say statements like that, I realize how much smarter you are than I am and am just in complete awe of you. So go. <laughs> That's not true. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> I do not have a spreadsheet of murdered and missing women in Oklahoma. I only have a spreadsheet because I met stranger a stranger on the Internet that uh, likes to solve crimes. And she was like, hey, you want to come along for the ride? And I was like, you're fucking right, I do. Sometimes meeting strangers on the internet is okay. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> strangers on the internet have the best candy. Um, <laughs> anyway. Okay. So Bobby Joe Reed is just a line on a spreadsheet at this point. Right. She's just a line showing an unsolved murder. Um, so there's not a lot on the internet from these days. Correct. It's hard to Google and say... Uh, Lawton, Oklahoma, 1977 murders mm-hmm. and get anything useful. So what I do is I have an Ancestry.com <laughs> subscription that I've had for years. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I'm a genealogy nerd. Um, I did not know this. I mean, I knew you just had the 23andMe done, but I didn't know you had an Ancestry.com. Yeah, I've built our whole family tree. Um, have you shared that with me? Probably not, because nobody really cares. I'm just a genealogy nerd. <laughs> I mean... And I don't know that much about my dad's family history. Yeah. So right. it was a way to find it's my dad's family history. Just our, just our moms? Yeah. Um, so I have this Ancestry.com account, and come to find out, Ancestry has a newspapers.com what? link. And if you're an Ancestry member... You can find old newspapers and you can query the newspapers. So you can search them for 
keywords and dates and locations and shit like that. Okay, gonna sign up for Ancestry.com now. <laughs> so you can use mine. Okay. Um, so I'm like, I wonder how many uh, rapes are happening in Lawton at this time, right? Yeah. Because remember the olden days? People used to report everything in the newspapers. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. They used to just put all your fucking business out there. Yeah. Um, Joe Bob's uh, dog is out again. Yeah. Every, like. We've had a very aggressive dog run the street. Bob Smith applied for a fucking sewer permit to fix the sewer. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. Why did you report? That's dumb. But it doesn't matter. But they would also report, like, um, uh, police reports. So they would say, this week, police took three reports of rape or three reports of bar brawls or what the fuck ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I start querying these newspapers and I say, I want to look for uh, rape. Mm -hmm. Went dark real fast. Yeah. Rape in 77 in Lawton, Oklahoma. Search. And it comes back with a whole bunch of shit. There was a sheriff. No, 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 no. That's a lie. There was a town, a Medicine Park town official. They called him a town official. So I don't know if he was like a mayor or city councilman. Don't care. This was big news and this is... But they wouldn't use his title. Um, I, I think they did once, but they just kept calling him a town official. Okay. That was accused of raping his 15-year-old babysitter. And they followed this fucking trial from beginning to end, right? Medicine mm-hmm. Park, if you blink, you will miss it. Right. We've driven through Medicine Park multiple times. Right. Yeah. Um, this trial was a big deal in Southwest Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And they covered it beginning to end. They absolutely fucking crucified that 15-year-old babysitter. Yes, they did. Absolutely crucified her and he got off. Mm-hmm. I was like... Mm-hmm. This motherfucker. Anyway, uh, nothing has changed. So, uh, you are one hundred percent right. I'm not wrong. Um, so then I start getting into um, June of '77 because that's where Bobby Joe is murdered. Is June '77, right? Right. So I start um, getting into uh, this article from June '77, and I am going to read to you what the article is titled it says pair of rapes investigated okay and this is from june 9th 77 okay bobby joe is killed june 14th 77 okay oh so just hear me out okay one of it says pair of rape reports investigated by police a 30 year old woman told police a man entered her residence through a bedroom window, (laughs) pulled a pillowcase over her head, and assaulted her. Okay? Okay. So I was like, ooh, that's sort of similar. Um, But then also, you have to consider a lot of people slept with their fucking windows open in the summer in Oklahoma. Right? So then we go on into um, clear through August, and they are calling this guy the pillowcase rapist. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. So there was a pillowcase rapist in Lawton that was active during this time frame that would come into women's homes, put a pillowcase over their head, and assault them. So there were only three or four attacks. Okay. At some point, they arrested a guy for it, but then let him go because they apparently he had an alibi or whatever. Um, and then literally after they let that guy go, like they, um, the media reports it, the newspaper reports that this guy is captured. And then a couple days later, he's let go. And that's it. The pillowcase rapist never occurs again in L- Lawton's newspaper. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I- um, they obviously had bigger fish to fry in the newspaper and women being raped wasn't that big of a deal. Dude, it was, I am shitting you not when I tell you, Lawton, and it may have been before 75, my data only goes back to like 76, I think, but Lawton was like the Wild West. Why? Okay? Because there's an army base there. And anytime you have that high of a concentration of men in one area, your crime stats are always going to be higher than the average town of that size with a um, with a more spread out population, a more even man to woman ratio. So do you think they found out it was somebody from the base and was like, uh, let's pay you off so you don't speak of it again? You know what? Or ship him somewhere else? I think they just always assume... That uh, these dudes doing the rapes are army guys that will eventually go away. <laughs> I think that's probably the assumption. Mm-hmm. But also, um, during that time, there are there's two guys that are also raping women together. What? Yes, Queen. Yes. Okay. Lawton, what the hell, man? Like, 77 was, like, rapist city in Lawton. Oh, my lord. It was bananas. It was, like, every week there were two or three articles about somebody getting raped. But the, nothing, nothing, nothing was ever, ever comes of No, nothing ever comes of it. And um, it's just, like, why? Which, they didn't have DNA and all that stuff, so it is what it is, but... Um, they would give, and some of these women, they're giving like decently good descriptions mm-hmm. per the newspaper articles, like a Native American man with long hair, about 160 pounds, maybe 20 to 25 years of age. And nothing. Yeah. So anyway, it was like, like dude with red hair at 35. <laughs> Yeah, like, like real descriptive. Every human being. You just described every human being in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> sorry. Um, there's a shit ton of rapes in 77. And we could talk about all of them because I have all of the newspaper clippings clipped. Good Lord. But um, <laughs> she has them all saved on her Excel file in I, a folder. I actually do. Um, don't judge me. Never. But. This one, this next one I'm going to talk about is, like, super interesting to me. And just spoiler alert, none of these have resolution. So if oh, you're super Lord. into so resolution, you're giving just me, me right now. you're giving me, like, five million unsolved cases at once. Yes. 
welcome. Welcome to my life. Oh, Lord. So we're going to skip to July of 78. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> it was like July the 4th. All right. Are we still in Lawton? We're... Staying in London. We're staying in London this whole episode. Yep. We're not leaving London. Jesus. Because it's a shit show. Yep. All (laughs) it is a human garbage pile. It is a human garbage pile. And I just don't know if they didn't know what to do or if they were just kind of like, how do you solve a rape or whatever. Um, but they were like rape city during this time. Good lord. Um, so one article I read was like a woman who was a dancer at a bar. Of course. Said that she uh, went to help a friend. So I'm like, she knew this person, another girl, and goes to her car and three dudes jump her and grab her and drive her out to the country and rape her and tell her not to work in the bar anymore. And then... She comes back and reports it to police, and they're like, I don't know. But why would you tell someone not to work in a bar anymore? I I think what they were trying to edge towards is that potentially she was a sex worker, and they didn't want her working on their stroll. Oh, so they, they were pimps? What do you mean? In some sort of way. They were trying to cover the market in that area in some sort of way. Good God. I don't know, though. Um, But, yeah, that one also, no follow-up. So, we're going to 78, July 4th of 78. Yes. A decomposing body is found by a farmer, because it's always the fucking farmers. Poor farmers, man. They're just out there trying to make a living. They're just out there trying to do stuff and, like, raise cattle and whatnot and and just find the bodies. on their tractor and just looking over and... Like, yes. God, just want to put in a hard day's work at four in the morning. and Yes. Yes. You got to roll up on it. God bless him. God bless him. God bless us, everyone. Um, <laughs> so he finds a decomposing body outside of Faxon, Oklahoma, near a vacant farmhouse. So Faxon is a little tiny town in Comanche, far- Comanche County, not far from Lawton. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. So this woman's body is found, like, between a grain bin and a old vacant farmhouse. Okay. Just on a, uh, on a farm. Um, the body had been covered in dried grass in an attempt to cover it. Okay? Got it. So cops come out. Comanche County Sheriff comes out. Um, and uh, the body has a class ring on one of the fingers inscribed J-L-A. Mm-hmm. And it is from a Wingfield, W-I-N-G, Field High School, and the the year is 1976. Okay? So Got it. Wingfield High School, 1976. So more than likely, she's just fresh out of high school. Yeah, she's a baby. So after a couple of days, police are able to track down the only Wingfield High School in the U.S., and it is in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay? The only the only Wingfield High School in the U.S. The only one. Okay. Um, 
And they are able to identify the woman as Gina Lynn Anderson Bowman, JLA. Yeah. Okay. okay. She's 20 years old at this point. This mm-hmm. is 78. Mm-hmm. Her cause of death was determined to be strangulation by the jeans that were left tied around her neck. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, she was determined to have been dead since about June 22nd or 23rd. I don't know how they made that determination. Um, I seem to remember looking at a newspaper article that said someone reported her missing, but now I can't find it anywhere. So now I think I'm crazy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it just mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, I'm like, I know I saw this, but now I'm like, did I see it? I'm kind of like, maybe it was a different story you were reading. I'm kind of like the girl and the lady across the street from the girl in the window or whatever. Uh, yeah, the, and I'm like, the woman across the street from the girl in the window. Was I hallucinating on my Xanax and <laughs> full glass of wine? I don't happen? know. I don't know. Um, God bless. Uh, so. She had, Gina Lynn uh, Anderson had literally just gotten married at the end of January in 78. Oh, wow. Okay. And she married a guy that was originally from Lawton named Stephen Bowman. Okay. I don't know any of this because of newspaper articles. I know this shit because of Ancestry.com. Way to go, Ancestry. Can we get, can we get maybe... um you know. Oh, nope. It's fine. Are you okay? Did you just have nope. a stroke? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to put it up on a wall? You want to print it out and put it on a wall? Yeah. Um. So she married Stephen Bowman in January of 78 when they were married on their marriage certificate. It says they're both living at the same address outside of Little Little Rock, Arkansas, in a town called Jacksonville. Okay? Okay. Jacksonville is the home of Little Rock Air Force Base. Okay? Mm -hmm. From what I could get, literally from Ancestry.com and um, other random shit, Stephen Bowman went into the Air Force after high school and was likely stationed at Little Rock Air Force Base at the time. So Stephen Bowman and Gina get married and then they come back to Lawton because he should still be in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. If you just enlisted in 77, you have to do your four years. Right. Unless you're like shot in the leg or something, you know, um, who's at your house? I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) Doorbell just rang. <laughs> Who's at your we house? don't have to answer the door. No. Go let your husband answer it that. It's 2022. Oh, yeah. no. Um, oh, that's... Oh. Okay. So. Yeah, keep... No. Okay. No, just keep... Okay. Sorry, guys. Today is a... It's ooh. fine. We're... It, shit. We've had, a, we've had a good break from sitting in the podcast dormer for different reasons and we're trying to get back trying to get back on that should i bought us a new table i bought a new table actually it's an old one it's a little antique it's precious but now i keep bumping it and i'm making all the noises and i feel horrible and there's things going on in the house and 
It's fine. Stop having a life when we're recording, Chai. Oh, God. I just, Jesus. I'm trying not to have life. <laughs> ridiculous. You're so selfish. <laughs> Put your life on hold for the podcast. I'm trying. <laughs> really trying. It's not Yay. working. Yay. <laughs> um, okay. So can we focus on me for a minute? Yes. <laughs> I'm 100% ready to focus on Shanna. Can you please focus on me? All my attention is on you. <laughs> So, <laughs> here's my question. Yes. Here's my question that I cannot put together from, because there's literally a newspaper article that says, hey, uh, Comanche County was able to identify this chick. This mm-hmm. is who she is. Then there's a long fucking article about how she was a goddamn problem in Lawton. What? Yeah. The cops are like, she visited uh, Lawton PD frequently. She visited the sheriff's department frequently, um, saying that she was worried she was going to be killed. Hello, she was. When someone comes to you, a person that's supposed to serve and protect multiple times, worried for their life. Yeah. You know what? You may see it as some maybe batshit paranoia. Yeah. But... Their people are scared. Like, there's a reason they're scared. Yeah. And then they totally fucking, like, tried to waylay her in the newspaper and say, and we know that she was uh, an outpatient uh, client at this mental health services. Oh, no. Fucking same, bro. Like, I... I really hope we've learned since this is all in the 70s. So we're going to give them that leniency because hopefully we know better now. Mm. Just hopefully putting that as a hopefully that just because someone has mental issues Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they are. um, They should be believed less or yeah they shouldn't be taken seriously yeah um yeah and it it's completely 100 percent possible that she does have a mental health issue if she's in yeah. mental crisis or whatever but at the same time um they list her as like a transient who has just been in lawton for like a month and i'm like well, she's married to a hometown boy. Right. Um, that's supposed to be in the Air Force at this point in time. Unless they've already broken up, you know, two or three months into their marriage, which no shade, whatever. Kim Kardashian did it. Um, yeah. But I'm just like, they they kind of say she's like homeless. She's this crazy person. Um, what? Where was her husband? This is what I'm saying. And I am almost positive that I read a newspaper article at some point in time that he was the one that uh, reported her missing in June. And now I can't find it anywhere. So I might be crazy. But oh. um, they kind of just treat her like she was a problem. But then also, she has this family in Jackson, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. because they claim her body and give her a funeral and everything. I found her obituary in a Jackson newspaper. So, she has this family. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to 
understand why she was listed as a transient and she's in Latin. Because, like, if you, I mean, I'm probably maybe the exception, but, like, if I'm in that situation and I don't have a place to stay and I don't have uh, anywhere to go, I don't have a job, I don't have anything to support me, and I've broken up with my husband, I'm not going to his parents in Lawton. Right. I'm going to go to my home. Right. Unless I can't, for whatever reason. But I'm just kind of like, there's so much to this story of Gina Lynn Bowman Mm -hmm. that we have no idea about because we only see it from the perspective of after she's dead and then the police are spinning it like, well, she's kind of garbage anyway, so it's not really that big I'm just, deal. I'm just, oh my you God, know? it just. And nothing is ever done. Right. Which, again, not every crime can be solved. There's never any resolution to it at all. Right. Um, It's just very like. It, it it's just crazy town. So anyway, I I feel like deep in my heart for Gina Lynn Bowman because I'm like, did your husband take you to Lawton and then deploy and then you didn't get along with his parents and shit went sideways and you are having a mental health issues mm-hmm. or like all of those things, right. you know? How did you get to Lawton? That's my question. Yeah. Why are if you he, in Lawton? More than likely, um, <laughs> they did get married. He took her back to Lawton and then deployed to this other place in Ar- Little Rock. Yeah. In Little Rock. And she, what you just stated is more than likely what happened. Whether or not she got along with, with her uh, husband's family, I don't know. But, I mean, she could have totally just had a mental break and they didn't know what to do or, yeah. or whatever. But. It does not. It does not give the authorities any right to then go into the and give an um, interview with the newspaper um, media to bash a murder victim. That's what I'm saying. And like, you don't just, spend any time being like, if anybody knows what happened to Gina Lynn Bowman between June 22nd and July yeah. the fourth. Uh, let us know. That is not in there anywhere. It's like, she was a fucking problem. She was on our doorstep all the time. She was in there constantly complaining that someone was going to kill her. Honey, someone, someone did, did kill her. So, yeah. you're just going to go and bash her even more? Like, she was right. You, <sighs> I don't understand. I am bamboozled. But every time I read about it, because I keep circling back to this, because... There were a few murders in Lawton that are, like, similar. Mm -hmm. This is an outlier. This isn't one of them. But I'm just like, what happened? Right. You know? She does not have any... um, She doesn't have a rap sheet of, like, drugs. Because they were popping everybody for pot back then in Lawton. The fucking articles are all over the place. Um, she, you know, she doesn't have any charges for pot. She doesn't have any charges for prostitution or sex work. 
they're not alluding that she's a dancer in a tavern, right? She was just a nuisance. She was just a fucking crazy nuisance to them. So I'm like, what happened to you? I'm just so intrigued by her. Um, Yeah, it's really sad. It's just crazy town. Um, Anyway, so now we're going to go even crazier. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Okay. So this is what I would like to call the army wife murders. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, so let's say uh, November the 9th of 79. Okay. Um, a woman named Jean Lillian Watts is an army wife with a one-year-old daughter. She is found nude and strangled in her home in a bedroom. Her one-year-old daughter is found in a separate bedroom unharmed. Was this on base? It doesn't say it's on base. Just I don't know if home. it is or not. Okay. So not 100% sure. The husband finds her body when he got home from a three-day field exercise. What? Yeah. She had been dead anywhere from two to 24 hours prior to him finding her. Two hours? Two hours to 24 hours. Oh, Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's. I don't know why there's such a because a lot happens in 24 hours. That's what I was going to say, especially in. uh, Well, it's November, so if it was cold in there, maybe not. Um. Anyway, but a lot happens to a right body in 24 hours. Um. Regardless, her autopsy finds that she isn't. She has not been sexually assaulted, but. They do find that she was also beaten with a blunt object, which may have been a bloody hammer found under her bed. Okay? hmm But they rule strangulation as the ultimate cause of death. Mm. All right? Okay. So the reason why I find this so crazy is because four years later, and who knows if these were the only ones, mm-hmm. because... Reporting was so fucking fantastic during that time. Four years later, on August 2nd, 1983, Lisa Farmer is seen in the evening through a kitchen window by her neighbor. So her neighbor's looking out their window. They see her in her kitchen and recognize, yes, that's her. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is the last time she is seen, period. August 2nd, 1983. Okay? Right. Lisa and her husband, who's in the Army, had only been living in the home for about three days with their 14-month-old son, Michael. On August 2nd, which is the last day she's seen alive, Lisa was alone in her home with her son because her husband was on a field exercise for a few days. Another three-day field exercise? Mm-hmm. 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 What? So the next day on August the 3rd, the neighbors hear the baby crying for, like, fucking hours. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. They go check and find him just wandering around the house by himself. Oh. She is gone. She has been missing since 83. Like nothing. They have never found her body. They believe that someone made entry through the window. What? Which oh. it's August. It's August again. Yep. It's August. It's when hot is as Christ. Open. 
Yeah. Windows are open at night. Yep. So it's just like, there's that one. There was another woman murdered in Lawton uh, in 84. Uh, Sorry, October of 83. So just a couple months later. She was found nude in a pond in Lawton. She was single. She was not affiliated with Fort Sill. She was a 19-year-old girl. So all these women are like 20, 18, mm-hmm. you know, 19, whatever. Um, Lillian Jean Watts was 18 years old. Lisa Farmer was 18 years old. Married with a baby. Murdered in their home. Baby is untouched, right? Those are just too similar yeah. to not be yeah. the same. Yeah. Like. So this woman that's murdered, Cynthia Lynn Ross, in October of 83, she's 19 years old. Um, They find her nude in a pond in mm-hmm. Lawton. And there's not much else reported about it. They did arrest someone and try him, but he was acquitted. Mm-hmm. And when uh, he was being tried, the... A uh, Lawton police captain or lieutenant or whatever uh, gave an interview, and they were like, "We also think this guy abducted Lisa Farmer." And I'm like, "Why? What? Why do you think that?" Yeah, but they never tried him for it. They never did anything with it. Never did anything with it for the love. Yeah. So it's just it's a lot of that. It's a lot of like, um. Completely unsolved female homicides that get, like, a newspaper article, Mm -hmm. and then nothing is... Nothing is done, because there was, back then, you had no no DNA, obviously. Right. Um, Fingerprints weren't... There wasn't um, CODIS. Right. Yet. Right. Um, But I'm like... Yeah, you just had somebody, no... Somebody knows that these women's husbands are on field exercises yeah. for three days. 100% they knew. And they're leaving the babies alive mm-hmm. in hopes that someone is going to come home and find these kids, mm-hmm. but the they can do what they want with the wife. Right. Right? Right. So I'm like, who's making these field exercise schedules and who? Or who just has access to them. Yeah, or... For instance, Lisa Farmer and her husband had been in this home for three days. Who's showing you around the base? Who's the welcoming committee? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's just so much of it that you're like, because one of them is a 17-year-old girl. She's an army private. She's a 17-year-old black girl in the army. She is raped horrifically back in 78. Describes the man in the fucking newspaper article. And nothing. Nothing. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Which they, back then they were also giving out like year and a half long uh, sentences for rape and shit too. So maybe the police just thought it wasn't worth their time to even pursue a rape charge. Who knows? You know? Right. (sighs) Yeah. I just... I just hope we've learned since the 70s in some some sort of way 
we haven't. I'm going to spoiler alert it for you. God we haven't. Bless it. I know. <laughs> we have not. And it doesn't matter now what they did in the 70s. Right, no. If they retained any clothing, if they retained any sort of evidence, because the statute's up. Statute was up in, you know, 1980, basically, in yep. some of these. So. At what point are we going to eliminate a statute on rape? Yeah, agreed. I think that's something that seriously needs to be done. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that's not made more an important matter than... It's, I think, so I think there is a big um, push towards that currently. And I think the big question is, um, if we amend the statute, which it would just be on a go-forward basis. Right. Right? Yeah. So everything happening now until the end of time anyway, Mm -hmm. you have DNA. Right? Right. Which, unless you have DNA to compare it to, that is what would be helpful with a, um, you know, a no-limit statute for rape. Right. If you, at some point in the future, have DNA to compare your evidence to. But for those women back in the 70s, it still doesn't fix anything. No. It still doesn't fix anything for women that were raped, you know, before the statute goes into in into play. So yeah. it's just disappointing. I know, you know, I listened to that podcast. Oh, God, what was it called? An Absurd Result. Yes. And they talk a lot about rape statutes, about... Um, how some states are putting no limit statutes in place and making the language uh, to where it's favorable for past cases as well. That's good. So I feel like when a couple of states get it passed, we'll start seeing like that become the norm. Right? Yeah. Because we have that precedent. Right. And as long as someone objects to those new statutes and takes it up to the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court rules on it and rules in favor that you can uh, do past cases Mm -hmm. and not just, like, go forward from your enacting date, then as long as you have that Supreme Court precedent, you should be good to go. Yeah. As long as your statute language is good, right? Yeah. Yes. So anyway, I know this is all over the place. I know it's all over the place. Um, And I know this is specific to Lawton. Mm -hmm. And it's very specific to these few cases. When I tell you that the late 70s and early 80s in Lawton was the fucking Wild West, Mm -hmm. there is... I'll probably do an episode about it at some point if I can find some more information. But there were two women killed in a motel room in Lawton. Okay. uh, That people suspected were lesbian lovers. And they were killed because they were lesbians working at the army hospital. And, you know, back then it was don't ask, don't tell, and you could get kicked out. You could lose your benefits and your pension and everything else. Um, And apparently there was a huge investigation at the Lawton Army Hospital about homosexual relationships. After they died? 
No, this was before. Oh, before. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's like a whole thing. And it was a complete and total shit show. They never convicted anyone. Of course they didn't. Um, they probably thought somebody was doing God's work, took yep. care of it for him. Yep. Um, they're probably Jesus. just like, seeing Jesus loves me until the feeling goes away. <laughs> um, <laughs> seeing Jesus loves me until you're not scared anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, so this is just a small sampling, yeah. I would say. Um, but like I said before, the reason why I picked these particular ones are because they uh were treated like non-incidents. Yeah. Um and they left behind kids. Some of these women left behind kids. Yeah. You you, know? you are treating a non-incident that you are treating a loss of a human life as a non-incident for someone's mom. Yeah. For someone's daughter, for someone's wife, for someone's sister. Like, what right do you have in the profession you're in to rule someone as a high-risk or they got what was coming to them because of what they chose to do. Right. Like, no, this is, no. You, yeah. That's not what you were put on this earth to do at all. You were not, God didn't point his finger at you and say, you get to judge people on how they live. Yeah. No matter what your Bible says. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's just so sick. And there, there was, God. So many, mm-mm. just so many people back then and now that just think you don't fit into the mold that I um, live in. Yeah. Or and that so, I portray that I live in. Um, exactly. Let's just be real there because yeah. most of the people that um, disregard <laughs> other human lives are doing some dirt on their Are own. doing some really shady shit. Um just because they don't fit into that mold, then it makes them less worthy of compassion or less worthy of, you know, trying to figure out what happened to them because they someone lost their life for the love of God. Yep. Like somebody lost their life and you're just like, well, it's another another bar dancer. Yep. Guess she shouldn't have been doing that. No big deal. Well, shit, if it was easier to get a job, she wouldn't have had to. Yeah. So. And there, there were just so many articles of like. She had a mil- she had a mental illness and she was a mm-hmm. nuisance. So mm-hmm. well, and there were so many articles that was like uh, a woman reported a rape early Sunday. We uh, brought in a suspect and she decided not to press charges. Bullshit! No, she, you bullshit. treated her like crap. you made her feel as if she yes. was a whore. Yeah, and that they're not going to find him anyway. Yep. She might as well jo- drop the charges yep. because people are going to pull you through the mud when they find out you were raped yep no exactly instead of being like ma'am no matter what we've got your back we believe what you're saying and we're gonna find this guy you were too scared yep the way they treated a 15 year old babysitter in medicine park set the stage for all of this because i'm like i want to find that woman and give her a hug and be like you were groomed and right, she was a long time babysitter for this guy. 
okay. 100% groomed. You were groomed. Mm-hmm. You were molested by a man that had a lot of control over you. Mm-hmm. And I hope to God that you got some help yeah. at some point in time because yeah. these people weren't interested in helping you. No, not at, at all. all. Not at all. <sighs> it makes me sick when I hear stories um, about these, you know, younger women, babysitters, or, you know, more to, a lot of the times when these murder type of situations happen mm-hmm. um, or rapes, these younger babysitters, and they're just portray- portrayed as like these young girls that... Young Lolitas. Yeah, and I'm like, that, who the fuck said no? Yeah, that are trying to get their male bosses into bed or whatever. And I'm like, she just wants her $6 an hour and she wants to go fucking home and hang out with her friends. Yeah, and if it wouldn't been for um, Lester mm-hmm. the Molester mm-hmm. coming around and telling her that he loves her and making sure, making her feel like she's taken care of by him and grooming her, whatever they do that to groom them. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. would not have had sex with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody wants to listen to you grunt for three minutes, no, dude. Nobody, nobody wants an old old dude when you're fucking 15. No. Okay? Nope. nope. They like the 15-year-old boys with their still-changing voices. And their stupid acne. And their awkward little selves. Yeah. They don't want your 47-year-old, you know, saggy dad balls. bod. And, yeah, your saggy balls. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> At 15? No. No. Anyway. Fuck. We'll step makes, down off our high horse because we're getting a nosebleed up here. So. Holy shit. Whew. Um, whew, that was a lot. Okay. So um, much, Shan. We made a mountain out of a molehill there because I did not have anything. We did great, man. That was fun. We should do off-the-cuff shit more often. We should. Where I, I just make seven bullet points and roll with it. Let's do it. <laughs> I love hearing about your spreadsheets and how you went to Ancestry.com and found all the things while I'm over here like, Wikipedia, what do you got? (laughs) Give me something. Oklahoman. Like, what can you give me? Like, teach me your ways. Oh, girl, you know I just love to query and go through shit with a fine tooth comb. You know what? I think I'm on a query road and it hits a dead end. I'm like, how the fuck did Shan get there? I don't know. As you saw, I have seven dead ends at the same time. But your seven dead ends were 20 different rabbit holes. Mine yes. is like one gopher mound and I'm done. Yeah. I feel that too, though. I feel that too. <laughs> I still have fun doing it, I guess. So oh, yeah. We'll put it out there. Let our freak flags fly. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Okay. That was it. I loved it, Shan. I'm glad we got to have this little... Soapbox moment. <laughs> I hope we get to have more of these. I do. Uh, I foresee more soapbox moments in our future, and I foresee um, a completely different um, spinoff podcast for us sometime in the future. I'm like crossing fingers. This I hope we can do just this. women's uh, crime issues, yeah, and uh, statistics as a whole. Because you know, I love crime statistics. Yes. Yeah. So. And I'll, I'll just be your little, um, you know, no way, really? <laughs> Seriously? No, you're more than that. Sometimes I only feel it's fine. You're more than that. It's fine. I do have a lot more to say sometimes, but. Yeah. You're more fine. than that. You're Thanks. more than that to me, Shy. Thanks, Shan. Thanks. <laughs> no way, really? <laughs> 
Awesome. Way to go, Shan. Thanks, Shay. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.